Father God, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you that it is trustworthy and true. And I pray, Father, that by your Holy Spirit, you would speak your word into our hearts today and you'd encourage us and strengthen us and lift us up uh, as we hear and receive your word. And Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit might rest on me, that I could bring your word to your people today, boldly and faithfully. We love you, we honor you, we worship and adore you. We come to you in faith, in Jesus' name, amen. In First Chronicles, we look at chapter 4, uh, just a couple of verses there. It's one of these, uh, uh, so-and-so was the son of such-and-such, and such-and-such was the son of uh, what's a call it and what's a call it was the son of these guys, and on and on. Well, we pick up there uh, in verse 9. It says, Jabez was more honorable than his brother's. And his mother called his name Jabez because I bore him in pain. Now Jabez called upon the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from harm so that it might not bring me pain. And God granted what he asked. Then we go to 2 Corinthians. Whoops, not Habakkuk but 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And we pick up there what Paul is talking about in verse 8. For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and, we, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. You also must help us by prayer, so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. May God bless to us this reading from his holy word. Well, there's this uh, pious-sounding kind of rumor that goes around the church. You know, from time to time, we, we get uh, caught up in cliches. Uh, and you might have heard, you know, the, the cliche, seek the giver, not the gift. And that sounds really pious. And it sounds really holy. Seek the blesser, not the blessing. You know, they might say in, in the context of what we've been talking about. And it sounds really good, and most Christians say, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And certainly it has grown out of uh, the opposite of that, you know, kind of health and wealth kind of attitude that, oh, if I only follow God, then I'll get my new car and my new house and my new wife and my new bank account and my new job and my new this and that and the other thing, uh, and that God only exists to dish out to us what we want and it's not really the sovereign Lord of the universe. And so yeah, he becomes more akin to a kindly Santa Claus than he does to the one who created all things and who is the Lord of all things and, and who is sovereign over all things. And so it grows out of that, and I understand that. But the only problem with the idea, seek the giver and not the gift, is that it's not really biblical. Uh, and, and I find that to be a little bit of a problem when something's not biblical. Now, if you wanted a biblical version of that, you might say, seek the giver as well as the gift. Seek the blesser as well as the blessing. 
Because there's this idea that as Christians, if we really want to be holy and we really want to follow the Lord, that we should never pray for God's blessing. Uh, We should never pray for God's blessing. But as we've seen in this study so far, you know, it it said we, we learned that by the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted. And so there's a real power in blessing that we've begun to fathom here the last few weeks. We have learned that God's intention with Abraham was to bless him so that he might be a blessing and that the blessing that came to Abraham came out of the pure grace of God and that we've learned as well that Jesus has became the curse so that we can, can, we can be part of the lineage of Abraham. He became the curse by dying on the cross, so we're the lineage of Abraham. So the promises to Abraham that he would bless all the nations uh, and God would bless him, those promises are our promises as well. We have seen that, and we've seen how God works through the blessing. And so we know that blessing is not just for us personally, but God blesses us so that we can be a blessing. But God's purpose and God's promise is to bless us so that we can bless. And Peter goes as far to say is that we are called to be blessers. That is part of our calling, to be a blessing in the world around us, to bring blessing to other people, whether or not they're Christians. We are called to bless. It's part of our DNA. It's part of who we are as Christians. And so as we are called to bless, then we need to seek that blessing and engage in that blessing so that we might pass the blessing on. And that's exactly what the text is talking to us about today because one of the primary ways that we seek the blessing and one of the primary ways that we pass on the blessing is through prayer. The scriptures teach us that we should pray for God's blessing for ourselves, and not only for ourselves, but also that we should pray for others because as we pray for others, they can be blessed through our prayers. There's a power in our prayers to bless other people. And that we should bring those prayers to God for the purpose of blessing. Now we see the first half of that, praying for the blessing. In, the, in this brief couple of verses about Jabez. We don't really know much else about Jabez. Uh, except that a, a, a number of years ago there was a great best-selling little book called The Prayer of Jabez. That was very, very popular. And actually it was a, a, a really uh, a good book. A lot of people got upset with it because it talked about praying for God's blessing as if it was something unchristian or unscriptural. But the the focus of the book was to say, yeah, we can join in the prayer of Jabez. You know, the, the reason why the scriptures include things like this is so that we will learn from them, so that we will see how other people have related to God, and we can learn how to relate to God ourselves. So God has included this prayer in the text so that we can learn from it. Now, you'll notice here, and and oftentimes when I've heard people preach on this or I've heard people talk about it, they talk about verse 10, but they don't talk about verse 9. But notice two dynamics that come in to this in verse 9. First of all, it says that Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. He was more honorable than his brothers. Remember last week we talked a bit about 
how there's a blessing that comes through obedience and obedience and blessing are very, very closely connected in God's kingdom. And in a sense, this scripture is reinforcing that. Jabez was a man who acted in an honorable way. He honored others, he honored his parents, he honored the people around him, he honored God, and he lived his life as a life of honor, an honor toward God and an honor toward others that is absolutely essential for us to experience the blessing of God in a way that we can pass it on. Now remember, God's blessing comes by grace, so it's not something that we're earning, but at the same time, we have to obey God so that we can receive it and then be people of blessing ourselves. And so Jabez here, he is more honorable than all his brothers. He seeks to live a life of honor. And the second thing you notice is in his name, which basically translates as pain. You know, how, how would you like to have your name pain? Oh, hi, pain. How are you doing today? Oh, hi, misery. It's good to meet you too. Oh, hi, woe. Oh, hi, woe. Good to see you there, woe. You know, but that's, that's kind of like what his name was like. Uh, and his mom said, I've named him this way because I bore him in pain. And so we learn here that not only does blessing often come out of our obedience and as we, as we honor the Lord and honor others, but also that blessing often comes out of pain. That the idea that there's blessing without pain is really not a biblical concept. You know, real biblical blessing will always bring about a certain degree of discomfort. Uh, there, there's no idea that we can exist without pain or that pain is a bad thing necessarily. Obviously, overwhelming pain can be bad, but we all understand as well that a little bit of pain is necessary for health. For example, uh, one of the issues about leprosy is not that it makes people's hands and fingers fall off and everything, but it actually numbs their limbs to feel pain so that little critters can nibble off their hands and fingers or they can hurt their hands and fingers and never even realize they've done it. You know, so pain is not necessarily a bad thing. But then, so Jabez then goes before the Lord here, and notice he cries out for himself. He says, Lord, bless me. Bless me. Now, how does he want him to be, how does he want God to bless him? Notice here, bless me, enlarge my border. This is enlarge my area of influence. So he's saying, God, I've been honorable to you, and I want you to enlarge my area of influence the purpose of this is not so that he just benefits from him for himself but the purpose of this is so that he can influence other people for the for benefit as well so he says enlarge my border that your hand might be with me he understands that the source of blessing is god and so god let your hand be with me let me be conscious of the fact that you are the the source of my blessing and please Keep me from harm or keep me from evil and don't let evil cause me pain. Now, he's not saying here, don't let me experience pain. What he is saying, though, is God, if I have to experience pain, okay, that's okay, but don't let me experience pain either because I've sinned and done something stupid or because the enemy is attacking me and bringing pain into my life. If I'm going to experience pain, let it be an okay kind of pain. So you notice as he's praying for blessing, he's praying a righteous prayer for blessing. And he's saying, God, please bless me. Please bless me. 
And the way you can bless me is to enlarge my area of influence so I can bless others. You can bless me by letting me know that you're with me as the source of every good thing, every blessing in my life. And you can bless me by protecting me from evil. It's kind of what Jesus told us to pray. Uh, Lead us not into temptation or lead us not into the time of testing, but deliver us from the evil one. And these kinds of prayers for blessing not only are unselfish, but they also honor God. So when you are seeking the blesser, as well as the blessing, when you're seeking the blessing in the way that Jabez or Jabez was seeking the blessing, you're seeking the blessing in a way that inherently brings honor to God. And this is one of the ways that we can pray for blessing. Now Paul tells us the other way, and that is to pray for other people and pray for other situations. Paul had gone through a very, very difficult time. He'd gone through many difficult times. Later on in 2 Corinthians, you read about shipwrecks and beatings and imprisonments and and all kinds of problems and all kinds of pains and all kinds of difficulties that he went through uh, in his journeys around the world in proclaiming the gospel. And he says, you know, I'm looking to God and, and our hope is in the Lord and we set our hopes on the Lord. But notice what he says there. Uh, you also must help us by prayer so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. Do you understand that there are certain blessings that are not released to others without prayer? There are certain blessings that others will not experience if we do not pray for them and we do not pray for God's will in their lives and we do not pray for them to be blessed. Now sometimes we pray like this. We say, oh God, you know that manager that's really bothering me, could you just strike him dead please? You know, just maybe cut off his legs or, you know, just, just cause him to get another job somewhere in Siberia or something. Uh, and, and, you know, and, I, and I've not heard somebody pray exactly like that, but, you know, I have heard people pray against other people. I've heard people pray against things. You know, I've heard people pray against the government. Right now, it's, it's really big in the United States to pray against Trump and against Clinton. And, and, you know, and it's just like everybody's praying against and against and against. And that's not a godly thing. And that's not what God is, is teaching us through the example of Paul right here. He's teaching us that not to pray against, but to pray for and to pray that God's will would be done and to pray for protection and to pray for things that are there in the Bible because through our prayers, people are blessed. Through our prayers, God has given us the ability to work with him in partnership to release blessing. And that's exactly what happens. It's not that our prayers in and of themselves bring the blessing, you understand. But God has chosen to work with us to bless others through our prayers, and that's exactly what he does. 
And that's why we need to pray for our leaders. We need to pray for our government. We need to pray for our church leaders. We need to pray for our family members. We need to pray for our bosses. We need to pray for our subordinates in the marketplace. We need to pray for the people that we come in contact with on a regular basis. We need to pray and pray and pray for them and for God's blessing in their life because as we pray for them, God chooses to work through that to bless other people and there are blessings that will not be experienced by people unless we are praying. It's one of the reasons we're called here to the House of Prayer, the City of London House of Prayer that we have here. We're not called to pray against the government or against the city or even against demons and, and things like that. We're actually called to pray for the city, for the government, for the people to experience the fullness of life in Jesus Christ. Excuse me. And that's our heart, and that's our focus, and that's what our calling is. So the primary, one of the primary ways that we experience blessings and that we bless others is through prayer. And scripture teaches us that it's okay to pray in an honorable way that God would bless us, enlarge our territory, let us know that he is the source of the blessing in our lives and protect us from evil. God also, the scripture also teaches us that God wants us to pray for others, to bless them, and that by praying for others, we bless them and extend his kingdom purposes around us. And all of this happens because we have been grafted into the great promises that God has made through Jesus Christ. It's through faith in him, his death and his resurrection, that we experience the fullness of God's blessing in our lives. And it's also through faith in him that we become people who, by our prayers, bless the world. Let's pray. Gracious God, thank you so much. We do cry out to you for our city. We cry out that blessing might be released in our city, in our friends, in our relatives, in our workplaces, all around us. We pray that you'd bless this, the people around us by drawing them to you through your son, Jesus Christ. We pray that you would enlarge our territories, enlarge our spheres of influence so that we might bless more and more and more people ourselves. Lord, you are a great God of blessing, and you poured out all the blessings to us through your Son, Jesus Christ. May we experience those more and more and more and more every single day. Let us be blessed so that we might be a blessing to the glory and praise of Jesus Christ. We pray in his name. Amen.